Hi, this is Oren. If you find these teachings useful and you'd like to learn more about my work, you can visit me online at orenjsofer.com or on social media at orenjsofer. Thanks so much. So we've identified some of our intentions, and we've talked a little bit about one framework from the Buddhist tradition that sketches out some guidelines for how to begin to steer in that direction of our intentions. For the rest of our day, the morning and the afternoon, I want to look more closely at this question of how. Even with these guidelines, right? We can have the knowledge, the understanding of this framework and still fall short of our intentions and expectations. How do we actualize this? How do we really put it into practice and start to transform our habits, our patterns of communication, of listening and speaking, so that they're more in line with our intentions? So this is where training comes in. Anything that we want to learn takes practice. It takes training. And we can train our communication just like we can train anything else. You can learn to paint or draw or play an instrument. You can learn to uh, dance or speak a language. Uh, We can learn how to communicate in ways that are beautiful, that bring people together rather than divide them, that build understanding. The title for this workshop, the first two words are mindful communication. What is that? What does that mean? So mindful communication is the term that I use uh, for an integration of a few different practices that I have studied Um, obviously the Buddhist tradition, which uh, is one of my main um, forms of training for myself in life, which which we've spoken about already this morning. The second form of practice, which I'll share some about as we go through the day, is called nonviolent communication, uh, which is a method of training and communication that was founded by a man named Dr. Marshall B. Rosenberg, who was um, a student of Carl Rogers, a humanistic psychologist, um, and put together uh, what he learned from his mentor and from his uh, practice as a psychologist uh, and developed this system of communication that allows us to create the conditions for real dialogue, that helps us to create a quality of connection and understanding with one another conducive to meeting human needs, a quality of connection that allows us to work together in whatever context we find ourselves towards collaboration. And this is the system of nonviolent communication that he created. So I bring together those tools and Buddhist, the framework of Buddhist practice. Uh, and then my work is also informed some by Peter Levine's 
a system of trauma healing called somatic experiencing, which is a, another certification that I hold. So this is what I refer to as mindful communication. And uh, I'm really excited. I have a book coming out at the end of this year called Say What You Mean, A Mindful Approach to Nonviolent Communication um, that uh, explores all of this in depth. So the next thing that I want to look at is um, the, fir the first and most fundamental foundation for how, how we actualize these intentions and bring these skills into our conversations in any context. And this is uh, um, what I call presence. So presence is the prerequisite for using any of this. What is presence? Again, big topic, really rich area to explore. Simply put, I define presence as embodied awareness. For me, presence is a synonym for mindfulness. But when we hear that word mindfulness, most of us think about paying attention in a cognitive way because of the word mind that's in there, mindfulness. So I'm paying attention, I'm watching looking, there's some separation, right? It's a little bit cold, maybe disconnected. That's not mindfulness. Mindfulness is, is, is about intimacy with experience. It's a deeply embodied awareness and knowing of life in a very direct way. Being mindful is about feeling and knowing experience directly. I like to use the word presence because in our culture and the English language, to me, it connotes more of that sense of embodiment, of really being here fully in our body, uh, connected to our emotions, our heart, and aware, having that faculty of knowing and mental awareness present all together. So uh, presence is a prerequisite for using any of these tools. Why? Because if we're not aware we're probably on automatic. We're just relying on our habits. Communication, in my understanding, is a, in, my, uh, in my view, communication is a, is a process of creating understanding. We communicate in order to understand something even if it's what's called strategic communication, where we're trying to get something done, right? This is, we're not, you know, uh, looking at developing intimacy uh, or deepening our relationship as human beings. We're trying to build a bridge, okay? Or we're trying to revise the tax code. Something, you know, where we're, there's a concrete application. We still need to understand one another. We're still looking at building understanding. If we're not paying attention, ain't much understanding going to happen, <laughs> right? How many times have you had the experience of saying something to somebody whose attention is engaged in something else? They're reading a book, they're watching TV, or they're just daydreaming, and it's like they don't even hear you. Or how many times have you said something to someone who ostensibly was listening, looking right at you, and they didn't hear you, right? How many times has that been us? Right? where we space out for a moment. If we're not aware, if we're not present, communication isn't happening. Message sent can't equal message received if we're not here. 
So presence lays the groundwork for connection and understanding to happen. Okay, so this is the this is the sort of like first foundation of skillful communication is learning how to be more present with one another. Taking that skill and value of awareness that we may cultivate in a meditation practice or a yoga practice or art or whatever, you know, you find joy and meaning in in your life and bringing it into our relationships and our conversations. So there are a lot of benefits to presence. Could Again, could spend a long time talking about this. I want to just lay a few of them out. Um, it lays the groundwork for connection and understanding. If we're not here, we're less likely to be able to hear one another. Primary benefit of, benef- of presence also, it gives us choice. The more aware we are, the more choice we have. Right? If we're not aware, our habits are running the show. We're just on automatic. So the more presence, the more awareness we have in our lives, in our relationships, in our communication, the more choice we have to actually use the tools and the knowledge and the understanding and our intentions that we've cultivated. Uh, Presence gives us a lot of valuable information. When our mind is sharp and clear, we pick up more in a conversation. We pick up more about the other person. We pick up more about ourselves. We start to have a very sensitive meter for our own reactivity. We're having a conversation. We're, We're involved in some kind of negotiation. If we're fully present, we begin to notice when we feel agitated or threatened or when we start rushing, when we lose our cool or our calm, and then our thinking is less clear, we're more impulsive, right? That is not going to be helpful. So when we have more presence, not only do we have more information, but we're more self-possessed. We can, we can recognize what's happening in our own mind and body and heart, in our own nervous system, and then adjust accordingly. Presence, this uh, capacity to be self-aware and in our body gives us a container to manage intensity and reactivity. A lot of the unhelpful things that we say in our life are due to the fact that we can't contain or manage the unpleasant sensations or emotions that we're experiencing. And so it just comes out because it's too much to contain. The more we develop our capacity for self-awareness and presence, it's like having a really big space to hold and contain whatever's happening. And then to choose with conscious awareness and intention how we want to proceed. Last main benefit I want to mention of presence is it gives us a doorway to resilience. So a question came up on the break around what if you have trauma or difficulty in your background? Um, Awareness is healing. Awareness is healing. It's kind of hard to see, I know. Sorry. Yeah, the more aware we are, the more choice we have. 
Yeah, the more aware we are, the more choice we have. That was it. Great. So when we're aware, we can begin to uh, why not? Lovely to have a moment to pause. Um, when we're aware, we can begin to contact the places that we get stuck and slowly heal those. And that's obviously a whole process uh, with many, many tools to support it. Um, so these, these benefits apply in all contexts. Very obvious to see maybe how they apply in our personal lives. It applies in our professional lives as well. If we're, if we're interacting with a colleague, a supervisor, a patient, or a client, the more aware we are, the more access we have to all of our training. The more choice we have about what intervention to use because we're not rushing. You know, I know that one of the, um, one of the main challenges in, the, in healthcare fields, particularly in hospitals and with doctors, is time pressure. The whole structure of the medical system is set up that you know, clinicians have less and less time with patients because the whole system is run by profit and trying to get as many visits in as, as short amount of time as possible. So awareness is like uh, a protection against the effects of rushing. Obviously, this is not going to solve the problem. There's structural issues here that need to be addressed in terms of the healthcare field. But on an individual level, operating within that system, the more presence we have, the more we're able to stay well-regulated with a very demanding schedule and not allow our thoughts and the time pressure uh, to negatively impact our ability to connect with a, with a patient. And, and just that, that experience of being present with one another, this is, this is where I started, the ground for connection. So, so much of um, our efficacy as human beings depends on our ability to just show up and be present with one another. Right? We can feel it when someone's, when someone's really here with us. And we can feel it when they're not. And so this translates directly into our ability to, to provide effective care. Could you hold your question? Is, is it okay? Is it burning? Okay, great. So, um, so how do we build presence? How do we actually uh, strengthen this capacity that's this fundamental um, found, uh, fundamental uh, ability to bring these tools into our lives? Um, the practices of meditation, uh, individual practices are, are essential, but we also want to start to be able to bring those into dialogue, right? To not just be able to be mindful when we're sitting alone at home or doing walking meditation or qigong or tai chi or something, right? That's nice, but if it goes out the window, as soon as I open my mouth, then what good is it, right? This is why I'm here today, because I recognized that when I was like 25 and I was practicing meditation, I said, this stuff is great, but I can't use it in my relationships. I need something else. And that's when I found nonviolent communication and realized, wow, these go really well together. So um, we're going to practice bringing presence into our relationships, into our conversations, 
many ways to do this. We're going to practice one of them today, but I want to give you a quick menu so that you have a sense of the terrain. Body. Learning to be more aware of our body. Most of us live up here in our thoughts and the visual world. Whatever way you can get into your body more through dance, through yoga, through exercise, through mindfulness practice, the more aware we are of this thing, the more access we have to being present in conversation. And we can learn how to be aware of our body with another human being. Okay, so this is a whole dimension of practice. The next skill is about pausing. Learning how to just take even a micro pause, like half a breath in the flow of a conversation gives us enough space to come back to awareness. And this is a skill that we can practice. Taking pauses, which then also begins to translate into the pace of our speech. So as a facilitator and a teacher, uh, sometimes um, I force myself to listen to myself teaching. If you give lectures, you know this is, this is generally a very painful experience to hear oneself recorded. <laughs> oh, God. But I notice, so one of the things I notice is that as I talk, um, I'll start to speak more quickly sometimes. And when I speak more quickly, I'm less connected to myself. And the words that I choose uh, don't convey the message that I want to send as, uh, as cleanly or succinctly or powerfully. And so it's like one of my practices, not because speaking slowly is better. I get very animated sometimes. I think that's wonderful. Um, certainly my Jewish family does not speak slowly. <laughs> you need to be quick if you want to say something. But, um, but so this isn't about being one way or the other. It's about developing flexibility. It's about developing proficiency with our communications. This is our instrument and learning how to play that instrument in as many ways and as many contexts as possible. So pausing and slowing down, having a flexibility of pace. Uh, another way to bring presence into conversation, this is probably the primary communication skill and the, the least practiced of all, which is choosing when to speak and when to listen. Just having choice over whether we open our mouth or not. So I call this choice the choice point between speaking and listening, practicing with that. And then the last is a capacity called relational awareness, which is about expanding the sense of presence just from here, from me, to the other person, or all or both of us, or the space around us. This is more of an advanced practice, but it's something that we can develop. That's, that becomes a resource for relying on and bringing presence into our conversations. Just say one more sentence about relational awareness. Relational awareness is the capacity to be aware not only of ourself, but of the other person and the space between us. It's that sense of me, you, and us. And, and, then, and then sometimes even a fourth ref reference point, which is the, the, the context or the container around us. It's not just the two of us, but we are within a room or a space or a relationship. And we can, we can train ourselves in shifting our awareness to each of those reference points in a conversation. 
and then develop the capacity to use those skillfully to manage and relate towards what's happening. So I'll say one more thing about this. This becomes very helpful um, in difficult conversations when things tend to get compressed, uh, things are heated, um, I feel contracted, under pressure, under fire. If I can shift my awareness to a wider frame of reference, such as the space around me and you, there's a lot more breathing room. You know, there's a lot more space. So this is the, um, the role of, of presence, the benefits of presence, and um, a few ways to build this capacity in our conversations and relationships. So I'd like to do a practice together with this. Um, and um, before we shift gears to that, um, is there anything, and listen carefully to this question, is there anything that I've said that um, is confusing in such a way that you're not able to shift gears into a practice? Yes? Yeah, so the question was, when I talk about relational awareness and I use the phrase, the space between us or around us, am I, am I referring specifically to physical space um, or something else, both? The physical space is, is one aspect of it, but that my, in my experience, that then becomes uh, like a, a representation or a... Um, uh, a stepping stone to uh, more the space of awareness that's not material. There's a sense of uh, that you and I can be, that we're both aware and we're aware of one another. It's, it's not only the physical space. There's a sense of the, the realm in which we are aware of one another. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.